0: Hey, welcome to the podcast, Random Thoughts with Matt. I'm your host, Matt Burks, and if you like the podcast, please follow the Instagram, Random Thoughts with Matt. So for today's episode, I'm going to talk about The Sopranos and the newly released movie Many Saints of Newark, which I just had the privilege of watching. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you're going to probably want to pause because uh, there might be a few spoilers in this, but... We're going to discuss The Sopranos and the, the, uh, the series itself and then get into the many sorts and uh, the many saints of Newark and then, um, you know, compare, contrast what I liked, what I didn't like, so stay tuned for that. So, for The, the Sopranos for me was such a great series. I, uh, I really enjoyed, you know, the way that the writers and the directors and the actors... Put everything together and gave you kind of like this almost diplomacy in the mob it's like you know you know at the mob you don't really know you know everything about it but you kind of you, you know kind of like bits and pieces of what you hear and I loved how this series really handled diplomacy and it really handled you know just competing interests within what within a crew competing you know and and, and it's just it was really really great to watch, and great to see as the series developed. One of, uh, I mean, I, I, I know this is going to sound, you know, everybody can say this, but my favorite character in the series was Tony. Uh, and, uh, you know, that diplomacy c- concept that I told you, it, it showcased there was actually a really incredible scene in, uh, in The Sopranos with where it was uh, Tony and, uh, and uh, Silvio, his uh, consigliere, uh, discussing his uh his uh that tony blind the tony tony Blundetto situation and it was a which was a conflict going on with the, the new jersey crew tony's crew and uh, the new york crew and one of the things i loved was tony's resolve in, in just pushing back on silvio about how how difficult it is to lead a family the way he is right it's like saying you know everything you do in fact impacts every other aspect of the of the organization and when you, and when it's done it's all left on you it's all put on you and i loved that because it really gave you know a picture of what what a boss i would imagine has to deal with you know it's uh you got to kind of deal with all the moving pieces within the organization and you, it it's it really is almost like diplomacy right it's 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 like kind of the street and mafia way of you know diplomacy almost almost like politics right and you kind of and you kind of see that right you see you see the different families you know in new york and new jersey you see you see how the boss has a big picture agenda and you see how everyone's on board with the big picture agenda but at the same time you see you know everyone's got to make money in the family and everyone's got to kick up kick up to the boss and make their money, but so so they have to kind of you know find their avenues to make that money, and sometimes you get conflicting, uh, conflicting agendas, conflicting incentives. You have sometimes we're going, you guys, guys want to take out a boss. You have you have other times where guys are just uh, pissed off at each other, taking advantage of each other within the crew. Uh, you know sometimes where it's just New Jersey and New York just going head to head on something and. I really, really loved how the Sopranos, you know, got into all that, and they really, it really, I think they did an excellent job, and I think the characters all did great jobs in playing, you know, the character they were supposed to be. You know, I think um, one of the uh, one of the relationships, you know, that really highlights kind of, I thought great acting was um, the the relationship between Ralphie and Pauly. Paul Paulie is one of these guys where he's he's a loyal guy which is great. You know, he's he, he's or he's pretty loyal, uh, you know. And and then you got Ralphie who's a guy who's who's loyal but he's, he he's like such a good earner in this show. He plays a guy get, make, makes a lot of money for the boss. That he's just kind of cocky, he's kind of arrogant, and he's kind of just like I can do this, you can't. And and, and Ralphie and Pauly, they never get along, and it's it's one of the funniest things. There was a great scene when Paulie and uh, Ralphie apparently made a made a deal on you know uh, on on a score, and um, and apparently you know Ralphie just. Was, well, not apparently, but Ralphie was just basically leading Paulie on and wasn't giving him his pay until eventually they have a sit down. And <laughs> when when they get to the sit down, Ralphie's late, Paulie, Silvio, and Tony are there. And uh, he gets there, and, and Paulie calls, uh, Ralphie comes late, Paulie calls him out, and he goes, he goes Paulie goes, you're late. <laughs> and Ralphie goes, well, tomorrow I can be on time, but you'll be stupid forever. <laughs> And I thought that's such that's such a great line because it encompasses everything about their relationship. Like they just don't get along, and it's just it's one of the funniest developments. It's they're going back and forth, including the 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 Johnny Sack incident where where uh, Ralphie made a comment about um, about Johnny Sack's wife, which was off color. It was an off color remark, and um, and and it was supposed to be said in private and well Pauly Pauly wasn't there but he'd heard about it and Pauly was in prison and what he did was he got on the phone and he, he kind of he kind of like he didn't make it seem like he was just doing it to rat on Ralphie when he told Johnny Sack he did it just because he he was, try, he was trying to make it make get tensions between New York and Ralphie but um, just how that whole thing played out and how just Johnny, i just how paulie and ralphie are just like in throughout the series just going head to head and just they hate each other it's it's really funny and i mean like i said that, that whole thing led to the johnny sack incident where you know john this the where johnny sack wanted to have ralphie whacked and um but that was that was i i, I loved that relationship in the sopranos um one of my other favorite relationships in The Sopranos was Paulie and Christopher. They they were really <laughs> they had a really odd relationship those two. I mean they they, they were they, they were friends, they were partners, but it just seemed like, you know, either out of stupidity or just from from the character or or just, you know, you know, not respecting one another. It just seemed like they'd Paulie and Christopher would always have something to be bickering about. There'd be, there'd be something going on where, where where the two of them were just, you know, Paulie oversteps, Christopher oversteps, Paulie does something that Christopher doesn't like. And they're just going back and forth and it's just so funny. I remember one of the funniest things was, um, <laughs> was the, 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 the Russian scene. Uh, when, uh, when, when they were going, um, the two of them we're going to pick up money from a Russian, um, and I, I I guess the the Russian must have said something when Paulie and Christopher were there, and Paulie didn't take it lightly, and then he he broke something the Russian, and the Russian stood up, and then they they, they decide to kill him. So they bring they bring the Russian guy, they bring the Russian guy. They're at the Roosevelt They end up bringing him to the woods in the middle of winter. So it's snow all over the ground. They parked. They parked somewhere, wherever, and they were, they walked so long, and so they have them. What they do is they have him <laughs> dig his own, his own his own hole, his own ditch, and they're gonna kill him, put him in there. And the guy takes the shovel, he hits Paulie and 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 Christopher, and then he runs, and then they're chasing him, chasing him, chasing him, chasing him, and they end up losing him. And and then all of a sudden, Paulie and Christopher are just stuck in the middle of the woods, freezing cold they've got they they they're underdressed and they start freaking out because they don't know where the car is and they start panicking and then the scene goes on and on and on throughout the show the episode (laughs) and what one of the and i just love this because it's like it just it it shows there's there's a a part in that scene i just love it because the acting because it really shows like the characters are kind of They're kind of ditzy almost you know they they're street smart they're they're street smart they know the streets but they're not they're not you know you know you know book smart i guess you could say maybe that's one good way to put it but there's a scene where tony calls them and he's talking to them about the russian guy and he's he's the the phone it's breaking up and it's like it's going in and out paulie's having some trouble hearing and tony on the on his end is saying you know you got to watch out for this Russian. He was part of the. He was a Green Beret. He killed 17 Czechoslovakians. Yada yada yada. And but that's breaking up. Um, and he was and he goes. He says it was with the Interior Ministry. <laughs> and that's breaking up uh, while he's telling it to to, um, to Pauli And all of a sudden the phone the the, the, the they lose the signal and the, the call goes away. And Pauli turns to Christopher and he goes, You're not gonna believe this. This guy, this guy was this guy killed seventeen Czechoslovakians. He was with the interior. He was an interior decorator, <laughs> and it's just and, and and Christopher just goes instead of questioning how weird that sounds. Those two sounds, he goes. He get Christopher goes. His house looked like shit, <laughs> and it's just it's such a funny scene because like I said, it just it what it does is just so. It just, it encapsulates how kind of ditzy these guys. They're, like I said, they're street smart, but they're not exactly book smart. And it's just, it's such a funny, funny way to showcase those two, um, that relationship. Um, and I like I said, you know, you know, there's just, one of the things with The Sopranos is that there's just so, so, so many great scenes. Um, you know, I really did love the you know I'm going to go back to it I loved the diplomacy between New York and New Jersey like I loved how you know they had to the way they had to kind of settle things they, the way they had to negotiate with each other the way I I loved that cuz I thought it was so interesting to see how like it, the diplomacy the, the they it, I I thought the diplomacy was excellent because you had these incidences where you know they they're supposed to have shares of this or, or get a, get a piece of the action here there and the other and you have times where where you know maybe Tony in New Jersey they're not trying to share that so they're trying to cover it up and then New York finds out about it and they have to negotiate and they're going back and forth and yeah you have all these moving parts and it's just so great and I, and I just and I, and I loved also the way that it showcased the kind of differing interests within the family as well. So one of my other favorite characters was Ritchie April. I really liked Ritchie um, because he like his character was so perfect. Like like the actor that played Ritchie April, I mean let me get it up real quick, was uh, David uh, Preval. You know when I first saw him Like coming to the episode, like God, this this I hate this guy. But then as as his character develops, I just loved how great of a fit he was, right? Like he was just he was this guy. He kind of from the old school came out of prison, and when he came out of prison, he was like he, he. he's just he's 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 stubborn he doesn't he doesn't listen tony keeps trying to tell him things and he just goes against what tony's saying and there's like and it showcases you know some like conflicting interests and because you have to think you know in in the sopranos it shows you how you have to kind of as a boss think big picture you know you can't you can't just you know let it go from like you, you, can't just assume. Okay, everyone's got to kind of make money here, uh, and they're going to be able to no, because because you have you have to balance relationships out. You have to you know make sure this guy doesn't piss off that guy, or else there's going to be a war. There's so many things going on, and there's a nut, There's a really great scene where. So apparently, Rikishi is selling, um, is is uh, is selling uh, cocaine on garbage routes. And he's doing it with Junior, and he's doing it. And Tony hears about it, and Tony just gets pissed off about it because, you know, big picture, he say, he, he, and, he, and there's a scene where he brings Richie in, and he says to Richie, he's like, he, he kind of like coaxes him into it he's like yo you got you got any blow you got any... and he's like and he's like and he's just and then he just yells at him saying like what are you doing selling cocaine on garbage roots and he just he says, he said he just he just lets him hear it about the risk there is with that like there's so much risk if you do something like that and and richie just like just doesn't even give it he's like he's like oh just a little coke i mean and, and it's just it's like you just see how richie just doesn't care big picture whereas tony has to you know, and Tony just lets him hear and he just goes, I, I hate how you make me ride you. You know, I, and it's just it's like I said, it's such a good scene because it shows these differing interests. And that leads to, you know, Richie ending up wanting to um, wanting to, you know, kind of become diplomatic, diplomatic in his own right and trying politic, politic his way into getting Junior into becoming uh, into killing Tony. And making it so it's only junior at the top, so that Richie could have more flexibility and make earn and earn more money in the ways that he, um, and he in the ways that he wants. And you just see so much of that. It's just it's so cool how, like I said, the writing, and the directing, all of it just came together so well in The Sopranos. And I could, like I said, I could go on all day. But one one thing, last thing I want to mention was. You know, one of the things I loved about The Sopranos that a lot of people hate, is I loved the ending so much. You know, a lot of people. If you don't know the ending of The Sopranos, I'm gonna. Get, it's a spoiler here, but I thought I thought the ending of The Sopranos was such a great ending, because in my opinion, as a director, a writer, anybody in the business, your goal isn't to give the audience closure. Your goal is to leave them wanting more. You know. And it, the final scene of The Sopranos is they're all, it, it's, it's, they just get done. It looks like they're closing off a war with New York. They're just getting done with it. And in that scene, the, the, uh, Tony, Carmela, uh, AJ, and, um, and, uh, Meadow all go to the restaurant together. And they're sitting down, they're eating food and and you just the camera's cutting to a couple of different men that look sketchy and it looks like, you know, maybe Tony's going to get killed and and then one of the guys goes to the bathroom and then the scene just cuts and he's coming out and the scene cuts to dark. I loved that ending so much because it's just like it, it leaves you like what what happened? Like you you it leaves you wanting to, you know, want more. And I mean, you know, that's that's that is what good directing good writing does, right? It leaves you wanting more. So that's my 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 spiel and in leading up to you know the many saints of Newark. So one second so with the many saints of Newark what that is is a prequel. Uh, it's a prequel to The Sopranos. It shows you basically how, you know, James Gandolfini, uh, or not how Tony Soprano, uh, now played by his son Michael Gandolfini. Um, you know how he grows up, what he grows up around, and what uh, what gets Tony involved in kind of you know the mob business and and all that kind of that kind of lifestyle. So. I'll give you just an like my opinion of the movie overall. I thought it was a pretty good film. I think I thought there was a little bit more that could have been done, uh, perhaps. But I thought that they ha- necessarily had to do a little bit of character development because they were introducing new people. That they and they weren't introducing new people in the sense that you didn't hear about them in The Sopranos. But they were introducing people that you'd only heard a few tidbits about and so that took time to develop and the movie was two hours so you couldn't if you added more it would have been a three hour four hour movie and you don't want to do too much with it you know Uh, and especially because at the end it looks like they left it open in case they wanted to come back and add another you know uh, do another movie I mean I'm not saying they will but it's certainly it's open to possibility there's potential so I thought one of the things I loved about it was I thought the characters were spot on, right? And I mean, they had some. Some of the characters just had the behaviors of the original guys from The Sopranos because it's it's the it's them but younger, right? So so you had Junior Soprano there played by Corey Stroll. You had Pauly played by uh, Billy Magnuson. You had Silvio by uh, played by John uh, Magaro. Um, you had um, you had uh, like I said. Uh, Michael Gandolfini, Tony, uh, uh James Gandolfini's son playing Tony. And I thought just like the behavior patterns were so spot on. I thought, like I said, I, my, out, out of all of them, out of all the characters and out of every, all the similarities that they all had, I think my favorite one was John Magaro playing Silvio. I think he had Silvio's tendencies down to a t- he had down to the walk he had it. He had it perfect. It was, It was. you know, he must have done... I mean, he did an excellent, excellent job. I think my second favorite was probably Corey Stroll playing Junior. Um, <laughs> and they, they had a scene where he goes in the movie where... Uh, where uh, they're talking, Tony's uh, talking about he's playing football in high school, and they had a great uh, a great scene where, like I said, to, uh, Corey Stroll pl- uh, playing junior just goes, never had the makings of a varsity athlete. He doesn't look like he had the makings of a varsity athlete, just to kind of add in something from the original series, um, the varsity athlete line, obviously. But I thought all of them did such a good role and i thought it was interesting how you kind of I, I liked one of the things they did which is they added another kind of dynamic which is they added frank lucas um frank lucas it was another uh, uh he's, he's uh, a black gangster and um uh that the movie frank lucas there's a movie american gangster played by denzel washington which uh which goes into Frank Lucas, a Frank Lucas character, but I like they they actually added that in the movie, and I thought that was pretty cool because they showed you how the family worked with um, worked with um, uh, worked with Frank Lucas's crew and kind of you know did drugs. I mean, I mean, talked money and pickups and all that stuff, but uh, I thought that was a cool dynamic that they added. Oh, and I I wanted to. Um, Sorry, I got a little uh, cuz I forgot I forgot to mention Ray Liotta's also in this Ray Liotta plays uh, I believe he play, plays uh Dickie Maltesanti, who's Christopher's father. He plays he plays Dickie's father and he plays Dickie's brother. So he plays both parts. Um, I thought he did a good job. I actually I liked his him him better out of in the two parts he played I liked him better as the brother cuz he's this he's a brother he's in prison uh, for murder and he's kind of Dicky Maltasanti's kind of going to see him and he's kind of giving him words of advice but he's kind of like this it's it's I think it's good acting because it's like it's like advice from this heart uh, like this kind of heartless guy he's got he's just he's you he just murdered uh, he's in jail for murder and it's just like I said it's I think it was a great I think that that was that those two roles he played were good, but I liked the 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 um, the role of him as the uh, brother a little bit better. But like I said, the 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 movie itself was I think was really nice. I think um, it, it it tied up. You know, a few things like you learned a lot about Christopher's father that you didn't really know, uh, Dickie Maltisanti that you didn't really know. And, uh, you know, just to give you insight, uh, you know, uh, Christopher Maltasanti, the actor play, uh, Christopher Maltasanti, Michael uh, Imperioli, is, uh, is narrating the film. Um, but, uh, I think you, you learned a lot about Dickie, and I think, you know, there weren't. There weren't a lot of scenes that had kind of, you know, maybe, maybe memorable, memorable quotes, memorable dialogue, but I thought everything put together was done pretty well. I thought, I thought the it's definitely a movie I'd, I'd watch again, and I think it's something you should all definitely check out if you haven't already. Like I said, I watched it immediately, um... But it, it really is. It, it, it's a good prequel to the to the Sopranos, and you know I think, all in all, it's. I I mean I definitely think there's a it, the door is open for another another film. I mean I, I I don't know if they will. It's probably it's probably gonna be contingent on, you know, how the audience takes it, um, and I I would imagine they're not really. It's not that they don't think the audience won't like it, but they just. They don't know how many fans from that, that were fans of the original Sopranos uh, series are gonna watch it versus how many people who've never seen the Sopranos are gonna watch it, right? So that's probably the kind of the what they're waiting on when it comes to numbers. But the door is open, and I think, you know, there's there's enough there was enough of a storyline that you built up um, that was built up about the past that they could do it I mean one of the things I thought they might get into that they didn't which was was the the poker game Um, if you recall in the Sopranos Ralphie tells uh, Jackie Jr. about the uh, card game that Tony and uh, Jackie and I think I forget one other person held up and got their kind of respect uh, of, of of the of their own to be their own kind of crew and i was i was curious if they were going to go in that direction but they they didn't do that yet if they were to make a second movie they might might be able to throw that in there um but i think all in all it was a great film i mean it did it, if you were if you were a sopranos fan you're going to like the film i think i think you're going to like it um if you're you weren't a sopranos fan i still think you should check it out i think it's a good film and i think like i said it, like I said, it it adds it adds a lot of elements. Like I I really loved the Frank Lucas element. I thought that was clever. I thought that was cool to add another kind of street gang in there. And I think um, like I said, I thought it was a good film, and I uh, I uh, I definitely I definitely recommend it. But. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the episode off there. Thanks for thanks for watching. Thanks for I'm now watching. Thanks for listening uh, to Random Thoughts with Matt. Like I said, if you like it, please follow the Instagram Random Thoughts with Matt, all one word. And uh, I'll see you uh, I'll see you for the next one.